the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. When you're getting ready for the show and you're reading the news, every story has a common denominator. The common denominator is is policies that have let down the people, have failed, have been bastardized and corrupted. Every policy that truly fails has a stamp on it from the Democrat Party. It's just the way it is. Yet for some reason, we keep listening to these failures and these frauds and these corrupt politicians. 16 shots, seven fatally on Monday in Chicago. On Monday, I had a caller into the show. I had, I had listened to the news, as I always do, about the shooting at the um, Puerto Rican Day Parade. But I had not seen it until the listener invoked me to have you watched it. So I did. I went and watched it. And to see what happened, what transpired, and the way in which those people were murdered is outrageous. A group of people... Pulled him out of the car, and some scumbag with his trousers hanging down so his ass was hanging out shoots him repeatedly. I don't know what's worse, the fact that you get mugged and murdered, or that when you die you have to tell people some guy with his ass hanging out just shot me and murdered me for no good reason. It's a despicable character of, the, of, our, of our city. It's a despicable, disgraceful character of the city. And no wonder... Life doesn't mean anything because that has the common theme of all socialist areas and and nations and cities where the people are really robbed of their opportunity to be good human beings. And they are unfortunately in the swallow of Democrat, Soviet, Marxist policies. That's just the fact. So you're going to hear Jen Psaki, Pippi Lystocking. She's asked about the massive rise in crime, but I, I normally like the reporter. I can't remember who he is. He looks like Dennis the Menace. I'm old, though. That was an old cartoon. Um, he's from Fox, and he, has, he, he does what reporters should always do, ask antagonizing questions that liars and frauds don't want to listen to. And um, he asks about the rising crime in America, but he doesn't hone in on it. Crime is not rising in vast areas of, of, of America. It's rising in Democrat-run cities and states and areas. So you're going to hear the usual. They do what only a good liar can do, and that is to distract you from the truth of the failure. So they blame the gun, right? This is the common theme. 60 years of this nonsense. Gun, gun, gun. And we've said numerously, where do you think there's more guns? Pick a town in Texas or Chicago. Where is there more guns? Yet where is there more gun violence, as it were. The reality is they can't have you look at things with reason, with an objective eye, to really try and solve problems. If they did, people would come to the conclusion that the last group of citizens that can fix it are politicians or government itself. What's going to fix this will be charities, will be individuals who get involved, which, by the way, I want you to stay tuned. I have David Hochberg with a very good cause coming in on, uh, at 635. We're going to discuss that. But in the meantime, Pippi Lystocking sounds a lot like a much smarter version of Lori Lightfoot without that phony, angry voice that she's constantly in menopause like Lori Lightfoot. Here is Pippi Lystocking. Go ahead. Thanks, Jen. Uh, he said yesterday the president feels... A, lot, a great deal of the crime we're seeing is a result of gun violence, but the stats show it's not just gun crimes. So why does the president think there's been a 30% increase in car thefts in D.C., 40, 47% increase in robbery in New York City, or a 98% increase in rapes in Atlanta? All, all Democrat hubs, 
Well, first, I think if you look at a number of cities across the country, it is actually driven by gun violence. Um, take St. Louis um, in 2021. 96% of homicides uh, where the instrument is known were committed using a firearm. In New York City, uh, from March 2020 to March 2021, shooting incidents have jumped 77%. The city recorded more than 1,500 shootings in 2020, 97% more than 777 in 2019. But I thought everybody was locked on in 2020. I thought all the law-abiding citizens of America were locked down under house arrest. There has to be a a group of people that are primarily in very, very Democrat-heavy areas that seem to be not listening to the Democrats. Our major cities across the country where gun violence is absolutely the driver, where it is absolutely increasing. And that will be a central part of what he'll talk about when he delivers his remarks tomorrow. And given everything that is going on with guns, without guns, does the president still think that this is the best time to end cash bail? Uh, I don't think I have a, any new position on that for you, but I'm happy to check and see if there's anything more to report. So on one hand, even they admit, and by they I mean Democrats represented by Pippi Leistocking, that in these select cities and cities across the country, crime is through the roof. Yet on the other hand, the Democrat platform is to go over so that people don't need cash bails and that the, the sentencing and the, and the punishment for such violence that they say they're against is easy and light and perpetrators can rotate out of prison. Do you see why they want it? Because what this means is more money to those very corrupted areas. That's all that the only answer they have is to flood the system with money. And who gets the money? The cities that are run right, the cities that are not bankrupt, the cities that are run to a certain sense of of civil obedience or like like a spoiled brat in a classroom. Who gets all the attention? The one who distracts and destroys the learning environment of all the other kids or the continuity of civilized people. They get all the attention and they get all the money. There was a very telling interview by a Democrat politician in Congress who let you know exactly why, exactly why their plan to flood the system with massive amounts of money. In fact, the tune that of which it, it, it's beyond setting records. It's literally double of any other spending platform. Swiftly, the same uh, conversations need to happen when it comes to S one. The same relationships uh, need to be used that the parent, the president has built over the course of his career to make sure we pass S one. Again, the American people have sent us here to deliver. If we deliver, we maintain power in 2022. If we don't, and we show the inability to deliver, then we risk losing power and risk this moment in American history to really push a progressive democratic agenda. So that's Jamal Bowman. He's a Democrat congressman. That interview was on CNN, where they feel they can share their Marxist plans and beliefs, because after all, CNN has been running cover for the Marxists and the socialists since Ted Turner sold it. That's for sure. And during that, he basically tells you what we need to do is flood the system with money, creating more of those handouts we covered yesterday, where people are paid monthly, basic not on their income, just based on having children, where you have now you now have a society where about 60 percent of businesses that were operational before COVID are not even bothering to open. You've got nine point three million jobs that people refuse to be filled. In fact, I've got an article here in the paper where uh, uh, Democrats are trying to say if you stop our unemployment benefits like the 19 Republican states are doing, we're not going to go back to work. So you now have this this new society after COVID-19, which is why I fought vehemently hard against the idea that government should be allowed to shut down an economy. You now have over 50 percent of the people that can never go back to the way it was prior, nor do they want to. Because you have done to them what you've done to the citizens in these Democrat-run ghettos. You have forever put them on the welfare ticket. And as we know from these areas that Democrats run, it doesn't end up well. It ends up in mayhem and poverty and hopelessness. And that's why you have citizens that are willing to pull people out of a car. There, there had to be 12 people that pulled this, the, this couple out of the car. Well, the one shot him, and they still haven't caught him. You mean to tell me nobody knew who he was? That's the declining character 
of a nation. Now, we know what it is in Chicago. That's why you don't let your kids go there. What you're going to see now is the expansion of that nationwide. And there is no set boundary to turn it back. Because what we're doing and what we have done as the non-Marxists and the non-corrupt and the non-socialists is entertain an idea that we could get along with it. You cannot get along with the wrong answer. There is no compromising with socialism. It is a cancer. It will overtake you. It will turn everything bad. If it did it to Chicago, it can do it to the nation. The pushback that we, we have in a, as far as representation of the Republican Party is really, to a certain extent, crickets, except when it comes time to, to, to raise or fundraising. That's what they're more interested in doing. When the reality is, until a society stands up and sees a, a horrific circumstance, just like this murder in the Puerto Rican Day Parade, which is horrific, and the citizens, the citizens enforce right and wrong, there's not enough government bureaucrats, even though you've got a tremendous amount of them, that even want to enforce it, as you see in the city of Chicago, as it's more advantageous for Lori Lightfoot to come out there and claim victimhood herself because she is a lesbian, because she is a minority, and because she has certain genitalia. That is the formula that wins for them. Why isn't everyone looking at the chaos we once called a great city and demanding absolute and total change at the top down? Instead, they know all they have to do is hold out just a couple more weeks, couple more weeks, and there's going to be a flood of money that will benefit and enrich the most corrupt, the most ignorant, and the greatest failures in this country. They're called Democrat-run cities. And you don't stand a chance of winning if you're relying on a on, on mansion or on another flip-flop, just give me the bacon politician. So what you need to do, is call up and tell the Democrat politicians yourself, you will run against them as Democrats, promising some sort of financial stability and rescue plan. Because the Republicans can't put up the fight. They simply cannot do it, especially in these Democrat mafia-run cities and states like Illinois and Chicago. So maybe it's time you think like the Marxists did when they infiltrated the Democrat Party and they turned it into the Soviet Union. Maybe it's time you infiltrate it and turn it back into an American party. Then maybe it won't make the news when some Democrat says in Colorado, it's illegal or I'm not going to allow you to say the Pledge of Allegiance at a meeting. We're going to cover that and more, and I'll take your calls. 312-642-5600 when I get back. Johnny Rocket's back. You can always tell by the music. It wasn't bad yesterday. Eric's not terrible at it. You know what I mean? He's not like Keith who could care less. He thinks the Jeopardy music's playing, and if it was, he wouldn't do anything about it. I am so sick of relying on politicians. <laughs> I love when I get yelled at in my ear by Misty. I am so sick of relying on politicians that we know are open and notorious frauds. It aggravates me when it's Republicans. It infuriates me when it's Democrats like Manchin. I'm pleased to report that Senator Manchin and I have come to an agreement. No kidding. You're the devil. He came to my office. Oh, about two hours ago, and we worked it out. Yeah. Senator Manchin has informed me that he will vote yes on the motion to proceed to debate the legislation. I have committed to him that if our Republican colleagues don't obstruct and allow us to move forward on the debate, we'll take up his proposed substitute amendment as the first amendment we will consider. Now, how do you think politicians come to an agreement? You know, people think, what do, you, what do you think they do for a living? They scam. They collude. They corrupt. So he goes into big Chucky Schumer's office, and he tries not to stare at those rows of corns, he, the, the, the doll hair he has sewn into his head, and he pretends that he's there on principle. So I'm here on principle because I don't want you to bankrupt the American people, and I'm not quite sure about all of this $6.2 trillion spending and all this nonsense. Is that how you think it goes? Or do you think he goes in there and he says, what's in it for me, Chuck, you slimy rat? What's in it for me? See, because the people of my state, they need some of that infrastructure stuff, too. After all, I got constituents, not to mention contributors, who have been relying on me for big contracts. They've been speculating on the kind of billions I'm going to bring home to my ho-dunk West Virginia. How do you think it really goes down? 
you think it was an argue over American principles and what the government's role in a society should be, or if the government has the right to bankrupt a people for millennium? He paid them off, and it was a negotiation that you're not a part of, but you're going to pay it. You're not going to benefit from it, but you're going to pay it. That's, that's what it means when two slimy politicians, and by the way, this is bipartisan. Don't think there's a good dog in this fight. There isn't. There's just one that is a little less junkyard. Dave, Lake Forest. Hi, Dave. Hey, Sean, Dave. How are you? Wonderful. Thank you. Great. It's a great show. Really quick. Uh, it's a two-pronged process. Number one, take all the guns away from legally holding from those who hold them legally. Number two, federalize the police force so that uh, all police forces in all states are controlled so, and operated by the federal government. So I, I want to ask you, in a society that was based on the principles of a people being able to fight their government, because that's, that's really the principle of America. You have to remember how we're actually born. The king didn't just give up. Right. He liked he liked right. raping the land of taxes. He liked controlling. He liked telling his soldiers to even rape the women for that matter. So he didn't just give up. So the country was founded on the people's right to fight their government when it becomes tyrannical, when in a society it becomes times for the people to break the political bands that bind them, which, by the way, we're getting real close to. And you, you're suggesting that seriously, the people be stripped of, the, of their weapons. Is that what I want? Is that what I'm telling you? That, that's what that's what that's what the Democrats are doing. Oh. They want to federalize the police force and they want to scare people into doing it yeah. because they know logically or historically it's a disaster. So they want to scare you all. Oh, look, it's, you know, Portland's on fire. Everything's on fire. Dave, we'll you see what's happening. We'll give you peace. You see what's happening yeah. here. You see what's happening. It's, it's, it's like, going to be like just Putin. like. So Putin, yeah. 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 Putin says, oh, look at the peace over here in Russia. Oh, yeah. They're all dead or in jail or right. whatever by the federal police force. Right. That's why it was important when he re, when he repeated the Democrat talking points back to the Democrats. That was my favorite part of last week. But the other thing that you're going to see happening is exactly what happens in, in, in countries, corrupt oligarch run countries like Russia. Pretty soon, the only people who are going to have the police protection that we used to get for free will be those that can pay for it. You want to know what I would do? I would revise the name Pinkerton. I go up to Lake Forest. You know a lot of rich people that want to be safe up there. And yeah. I, I would tell them, hey, I am now the Pinkertons part two. And if you want to have your little girl be controlled, all you got to do is pay these two security guards now, and they'll act as the police force used to do for people for free. And that's what really is going to happen well, here. Well, out here in Niles, we thank you for your voice. Keep rocking. Uh, Dave, I appreciate that very much. Thank you. But to Dave's, to Dave's point, there is an open effort to disarm legal, legal gun owners. Because what Lori Lightfoot or Jen Psaki, what they distract from, Criminals, and I know some, believe me, I know some, they don't care what your law is. Nobody cared. You know, I grew up in a neighborhood. I, I didn't know that you had, had to have a permit to have a gun. I, I knew 50 guys with guns. Didn't matter. Because people who have the mindset to, to, to preserve their own life in dangerous climates, in dangerous climates, will protect themselves. If you lived in the south side of Chicago and you were not in a gang, you didn't sell dope, you didn't have an interest. Would you walk around without a gun? Of course not. Of course not. And I'm willing to fight 30 people. I would still arm myself out of self-preservation. But these are the climates the Democrats build. And their only answer for their failure is what they constantly go to. More tyranny, more control, where the people have less freedoms. Because as you really listen to what Lori Lightfoot and Democrats like her, and really communists for the last 150 years, the problem with society is that people are, have too much control over their own life. They have too much freedom. If only we could get to these kind of neighborhoods where the Democrats funded everything, built all the schools and all the parks. In fact, there was free daycare. You'd have paradise, just like you got right now in a city where 16 people get shot on a Monday. It's considered not bad. It's disgusting. It's truly disgusting. Nick, on the northwest side. Yeah, how you doing, man? Good, Nick. How are you? Yeah, okay. I want to say that uh, the election for mayor in New York City is going to be very telling as to whether or not this country, I feel, will make it or not, uh, whether it's at a turning point where it's gonna, people start waking up and doing something about it and getting, putting people in power who can do something. Like Curtis Levo was on a show 
uh, prior two years on the same station here. Um, he was talking about it, and he's the founder of the Guardian Angels a long time ago, yeah. and he had a Curtis and Lisa show. And he's running for mayor, life. correct? Right, in the Republican primary. If he doesn't win the primary, at least, we're in serious trouble. The whole country, for working people, honest people, law-abiding, we're in serious trouble. And it will be interesting, primary, but I still, I still don't think, Nick, it'll yeah. be an indicator for Chicago. It will be interesting. Thank you for the call. But I don't think it'll be a, a ray of hope if somehow the non-Warner Wilhelm slash de Blasio communist doesn't win. Because New York has a vibrant financial community that may have some influence left. May, and I'm not guaranteeing it. In fact, I would, I would bet against it, my own pocket. But the city of Chicago does not have that anymore. So that's still not enough hope for, for us, not to mention you've got to combat the voter fraud. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Twenty twenty one America feels a lot less free than any year I remember. The stories of what governments roll in in your life is like a, a horror version of how totalitarian countries are run. As far as I'm concerned, the idea that uh, technocrats from different areas of society are talking literally about not just changing the way in which we get our energy and this nonsense green stuff. But provenly wrong technocrats in our, in our CDC have done everything from destroy businesses and destroy industries to we now find out funding the very virus that has changed the course of, of human history in an untold way. These same bureaucrats slash technocrats still think they have some sort of right to control society. It is astonishing to me, and it, it, maybe it's because in our, in our world of right and wrong, when somebody is this wrong, when somebody is this proven incompetent or corrupt as anti-Mary Dr. Fauci, the idea that this scoundrel would show his face again is almost beyond our comprehension, let alone that an entire party, political party, is willing to implement his whim at the drop of a hat, but apparently there's society in people, there, there are people in society right now that are still interested in anything. This so-called doctor of nothing, who has hid in a bureaucracy for 50 years, first employed by the government in 1968. It's astonishing. He's got some more information you're not going to like. As Jeff has said, our aspirational goal for July 4th was 70% of the adult population receiving at least one dose. But that is not the goal line, nor is it the end game. The end game is to go well beyond that, beyond July 4th, into the summer and beyond, with the ultimate goal of crushing the outbreak completely in the United States. Now, here's a couple moving parts to this. First of all, in South America, Brazil specifically, I believe Brazil alone has lost a million people. They are in the midst of the raging outbreak right now, along with Mexico, along with most of South America. Yet here in America, we've got an open border. The same time America light, those, those, those ridiculous people up north, the Canadians, have shut their border down. They're not even letting exports go through the border. We've got an open border by American Democrats. And this guy is using this as an excuse to force us into capitulation of a vaccine that is less than proven. In fact, Moderna president believes there will be chronic need for COVID booster shot. This is from Newsweek.com. Fauci declares Delta variant the greatest threat to the nation's effort to combat or eliminate COVID. Same Fauci that invested in weaponizing COVID. Same guy. Now he's got all the answers. Almost 4,000 fully vaccinated people in Massachusetts have tested positive for COVID-19. They don't know what the hell this is, but they're pretty sure each and every one of you needs to bow knee and take the experimental drug as if you were one of those white rats in their lab. Now, what are one of the main obstacles for that? Obviously, it's under-vaccinated people in under-vaccinated regions of the country. Now, see, the main... The main reason for this is because you and other morons 
invested in creating a virus that could adapt and overcome any kind of vaccine. That from what it looks like, undoubtedly, is that this virus was engineered to survive and adapt and overcome any attempt to, to squash it. The only good news about this thing is it was created in China. And like everything else in China, it doesn't work according to the hype. So it's only managed to kill 0.05% of the people it infected. Particularly among the young, and as Jeff said, particularly among individuals, 18 to 26, although any age, any age of an unvaccinated person is someone we need to get vaccinated as we concentrate on the younger. Now, we've already established in a country where an entire political party, one of their main principles and foundations is the right for a mother to kill the baby. They're not too interested in kids. And the idea that they would turn them over to these incompetent, well-fed teachers and unions throughout the country with the fact that these kids basically can't read a paper from front to back who've graduated high school in CPS and other notable success stories of public education around the country. They might not have the kids' best interest in mind is a given for those people who can come to reason. But the idea that you would force this experimental drug on adolescents and kids who are not developed, not even close to developed, as you now want to give it to, to infants six months old, and in your recommendation and your opinion, the only way we're going to get through this is if every single American puts this experimental drug into their arm is insanity. This is something that Stalin could not have pulled off. There would have been more resistance from certain sections of the, of the Soviet political body that said, you're at least not going to put it in my kid's arm. This guy should be not just fired. Not just laughed off. He should be incarcerated. I am dead serious between the, the, the absolute and total scandal that not a Marxist propagandist called reporter wants to talk about. It, he rubber stamped the investing in this virus. That's what you did. You invested in it. And it paid dividends. And now you're trying to capitalize on it. And you're willing to throw the nation's children in the mix. It's an absolute and total disgrace. Mike and Schomburg. Hi. Uh, yeah, I, I flew the, this past weekend, and we're herded through the airports with our masks and in the Grand Inn chutes, and we go through all the security, and we're checked and padded down, yet our southern border is so porous, nobody's checked, and if they, if they do catch them, they release them. Where is Fauci on this? These people are coming from infected areas, and they're pouring into our country, and nobody's saying a word about it. So the reality is, for those of us that refuse to put this experimental drug that enriches the, new, the very people who invested in the virus in our arm, until you close that border and until you stop importing the virus, I'm going to take my chances with my nature, not your, your cure. What do you think about that, Mike? What about the HIPAA laws? What about HIPAA laws? Well, that's, that's an argument that we lose because the HIPAA law, most people don't understand. It doesn't protect us from government. It protects us from other citizens. Thank you very much, Mike. The government has different rules. Pastor Randy, please hang on the line. I have to go to break. I will come to you first. I have two lines open, 312-642-5600. Dawson Creek writer Heidi Ferrer commits suicide after a year-long battle with coronavirus. She is survived by her husband and a 13-year-old son. Suicides through the roof. Every other commercial on TV is about an antidepressant. Gee, why would you be depressed? Because your government placed you under house arrest and now has taken your rights away over your own body. And what's even worse, if you didn't think it could get worse, your kids. You try to break my kids at every turn. You try to break their spirit and control them at every turn. Luckily, my personal kids, although embarrassed to hell, can you imagine being my kid? I mean, that's got to be insanely rough. Never saw me waver. And I never taught my kids how to be a slave. I am a terrible slave. And I have never been prouder about one thing. Pastor Randy. Hi, Pastor. Hey, Sean. How you doing? I'm a little angry. How are you? <laughs> I'm probably a little frustrated. Thank you so much for taking my call. I love your show. Oh, I appreciate that. Um, I have a small church and academy in Shanahan. And uh, last fall... Governor Pritzker sued our school because we refused to make our children 
uh, in our school wear masks. Oh, I thought it was over the bake sale. Out of it. I thought he got mad that you canceled the bank sale. He, you know, he really likes those sweets. But go ahead. Right. Yeah, we've just had we've just had a, a real passion, you know, to let our parents be parents and let them make choices for their children. And uh, I got a call last week. I'm sure you're familiar with the American Frontline Doctors and the movement that they have. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have uh, a tour that's going on right now that's called the Uncensored Truth Tour, and it's going all throughout the country. And they called me last week because they haven't been able to find a venue to do it in the Chicago area. And uh, they asked if we would host them, and we're going to host them. It's going to be Thursday, this Thursday, at 6 o'clock to 8 p.m. And uh, we posted that on our Facebook. We've we tried to get information out there. And I cannot tell you how many times we've been censored. It's been taken down. We put it back up. You know, we've gotten all kinds of... of is it gonna, is, are you going to put it on YouTube as well? Yes. And what's the name yeah, of a site gonna, where your your site where it will run and they cannot take it down? Do you have the name of that? Uh, I don't have, but I know where the the people that are coming with the frontline doctors have a plan and a strategy to make sure that it gets out there. We're going to try to do Facebook Live, you know, but I'm sure that won't last very I'm long. I'm going to make you a deal because it hasn't up to this point. I want you to stay on the line. I want you. I'm going to have Misty Callahan give Misty Callahan your email. I'm going to send you an email okay. and see how I could help afterwards. You do that for me. Absolutely. All right. Stay on the line. Could you uh, put them on hold? I Thank wanna... you, Sean. Very much. Thank... I appreciate your help. Anytime, Pastor. I appreciate it. Now, Teresa on the North Side. Hey, Sean. You know when you have prizes like Pritzker's offering one million dollars. Ten million. Something yeah, into your body. Yeah. I mean, that's a bribe. I mean, well, how else? Could, that's problem? what Democrats do. How else could anybody vote for them? They pay them to right. vote for them. That's why they could live in a city where sixteen people get shot, fifty-four over the weekend, that they'll still vote Democrat, 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 because they're bribed. They don't have constituents. They have loyalists. They have employees. That's what a Democrat is. Absolutely. Sorry, I rain on your Absolutely. parade. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why I don't tolerate them. Thank you, Teresa. I appreciate it. And that's the truth. You know, I have a I've 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 had discussions with all my friends. All of them. Arguments. Terrible arguments. But the one thing we can the reason we can have those arguments is because we're arguing a principle, not a scheme. I had said something very flippantly in the beginning, yet nobody can prove me wrong. Where is the Democrat? policy that works where is the democrat run city that's a success where is the one is there one municipality in the country the answer is no jill more money yes hi how are you i'm okay how are you good to talk to you i'm okay i love your show um i managed to get through once in a while what what do the american people think that's going to happen Uh, do any of them have half a brain to realize socialism and communism is at our front door. Oh, they like it. Here's here. It's even worse than what you said, Jill. The vast majority and even Republicans like it. You know, if you I, I always say there's welfare that goes to the people and there's corporate welfare. The welfare that goes to the people, that's the socialist, the American communist. That's what their arena is. The socialism that goes to the corporations, that's the American Republicans game. So, see, there's a very sliver of us, these listeners, and maybe, you know, a few million more people that are against it on every front. But we're the super minority in this country. We are. The rest of them are just lobbying for their piece of the, of the free money pie. So what we're basically saying is, look, nobody gets anything in the righteous America. But we're combating an America where everybody gets something. So it's an uphill battle, Jill, and that's why we're losing. But here's I the know, good news. Absolutely. There are states... There are states that are not, Jill. There are. you got to do your research. Obviously, I like the one where I can walk around in my um, shark truce Speedo because I look wonderful in it, and it's called Florida. But uh, you pick your own. Thank you. I appreciate it. Misty Callahan, stop yelling in my ear when I say Speedo. You know you like it. 312-642-5600. I'll be back after this. Streets of 
Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Now, if you listen to this show, you know I'm not only enamored with people with three names, because I am. I particularly like writers who are old-fashioned reporters. Warner Todd Houston is a writer for Breitbart and a Chicago native, and I am proud to have him on. Hi, Warner. How are you? Great. Thanks for having me again. Are you kidding me? I look forward to it, and I read your stuff often. And um, the reason I wanted to have you on is I, too, feel it is time to stop the insanity. I am not a judgmental person. Ah, that's a lie. I am an, a do what makes you feel good kind of person. I don't want to rule over anybody. I don't want to force anybody to do anything. I really don't. And if somebody has a proclivity to dress in a different gender's attire, ah, I may snicker, but they have the absolute right to do that. I, I, I don't care. I've done business deals with people like this. I I'm sure I've encountered them in all areas of my life. But when you try to legitimize this by having men dominate women and dominate the women's sports and embarrass women by using their bathrooms, it's enough to just say, okay, that's where the line has to be. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, uh, this. Uh, we're, we're, what we're talking about here is uh, the Olympics has um, allowed a, a, a weightlifter who's been a man for, you know, 30 years uh, and suddenly decided to be a woman. Well, not suddenly, but 10 years ago, uh, suddenly decided to be a woman and is now suddenly a, a, a woman Olympic bodybuilder and, and weightlifter. And and the Olympics has allowed this. Well, New Zealand has the one who, who really, right, that's where he represents is New Zealand. But you know that Correct. that's the first domino to fall. And the reality is in this particular, well, first of all, in any arena, when a, when a man with different chromosomes and different muscle tone and different everything says, okay, today I'm a woman and doesn't even go through the effort of looking like one. I mean, he looks, you know, no more feminine than most of our, 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 our Democrat politicians here in Illinois. Yet he is legitimately going to compete. Do I have this right? Yes, and uh, also has decades of experience because this uh, weightlifter, Laurel Hubbard, he's going by now, uh, had been a male weightlifter for for two decades before uh, now. Why is it that you think so many prominent voices in the Democrat Party, female voices, are not screaming at the top of their lungs about this? This is the destruction of the integrity of their sports. Well, they've been bullied into uh, into agreeing with the LGBTQ agenda, really. And uh, until recently, uh, many gay people did not consider the transgender people, you know, on their side or a part of their coalition. But uh, in the last decade or so, it, they have because it's become the new "quote unquote" civil rights, you know, uh, war, and they want to be on that side where they can agitate. Has there ever been an instance where this kind of um this kind of movement that is really steeped in more force than anything else, in force of acceptance. Has there ever been an instance where it's worked, where you've been able to change the mores or, or, or legislate some false sense of equality that really doesn't exist when we are all cursed with our own judgment? Do you think that their mission in, in principle is even on the right track? Well, uh, whether it's in principle on the right track or not, uh, by law, it's going to be forced. So uh, we've seen it. Uh, the gay agenda itself is, is, a to- is a perfect example of this by force, uh, this hammer- hammering away at American Moors. It, when it first started, it was we just wanted to be accepted. Uh, we didn't want to have gay marriage. We didn't want to be, you know, we didn't want to have special rights. We just want to be, you know, uh, accepted uh, for our for our sexual proclivities. But every decade, a new thing came up. No, now we want gay marriage, and and now we want transgenders. And a lot of people feel that the ultimate end goal of all this is to okay child sex between adults and children. 
That's the part that oh, pedophilia. Uh, yeah, Nambla. Um, you know, I have to tell right. you, I have to tell you, Warner. When I first was uh, was a young man and I heard the argument, I have no ill will against homosexuals. I never did. I have people that I know that are homosexual. Never bothered me in the least. It was their choice. It was their their decision. I never tried to control other people. When the argument of gay marriage came up, my knee jerk reaction was, "What the hell does the government have the right to license marriage anyway?" I think the basis of the argument is wrong. I don't understand why there should be a benefit to married people financially. I don't understand why government is in the love business. But I was willing to, I'm willing to give each their own. I think that's how life in America should be. You are the king of your own castle in control of your own life. But when you have government step in and basically say to the women who have, who have worked their entire life in such an arena that you come second because of this proclivity, which is the exact word. It's a choice by this man in a, in a sexual manner. It is his proclivity that now you change the course of history and those women that would have won the gold, the silver, the bronze, all have, have unfortunately been put in the sideline for some idea of justice. It is, it is nauseating to me. And does it have an end? Is it ever going to end? If it doesn't end here, where does it? Well, that's exactly it. There, there is no end for this kind of activism because once they get one point, they move the goalpost to the next point. The whole point of all of this is activism, not the actual wins. They keep wanting new things and more things and more things. Uh, so that's that's what's happening here. And yes, this uh, this Laurel Hubbard has now taken taken one woman, one New Zealand woman, out of the Olympics for him to take her place. And if he wins. Which I don't know might be debatable. He is a little. He is quite a bit older than all the other participants and, and and contestants, so that may be a factor against him. But still, if he starts winning golds and silvers and bronzes and what have you, he's going to take those medals away from actual women. It is it is astonishing to me that um, women themselves aren't putting up the fight that should be had. This is an outrage. Um, but where. There is a little conflict. I'm going to go to your next article. Um, some of the NFL players are very upset over the arbitrary um, rules of coronavirus when it comes to the NFL, the most successful, the most profitable non-for-profit on the planet. Is that right? Yes. Uh, the NFL has a few players. Um, one of them is Cole Beasley, who's from the Buffalo Bills, and he's outright stating that he will absolutely refuse to take the coronavirus uh, vaccine. He says uh, he doesn't need it. He doesn't see any reason to take it, and uh, he's not going to be forced to. In fact, uh, just yesterday he said that he would retire if he was told he, w- he has to take it or, uh, or he can't play. Uh, he said he'd rather lose his, his NFL career over the issue. And, you know, I feel that strongly about this this particular um, instance. But why is it that you think attorneys are not rushing to this guy who has beaten the odds his entire life? The odds of, of, of somebody signing an NFL contract is astonishing, has reached this pinnacle of, of professional sports. Why do you think there are not attorneys that are, are running to the defense of him and threatening to sue this this uh, non for profit? profitable non-for-profit in order to get this guy's money in the very least as they stand to cost him tens of millions of dollars. Well, haven't we seen uh, the entirety of, of uh, big tech lined up against anyone who would have a contrary opinion about anything going on from uh, coming out of the mouth of, a, of your Anthony Fauci's and, and, you know, Joe Biden's and people like that? Uh, I'm sure that there are thousands of lawyers out there that are completely bullied into silence on this topic. They don't want to touch this with a 10-foot pole simply because they feel their career would be over if they were seen to be defending someone who is a, quote, denier. Yeah. Warner, I'm hoping it's not even worse. I, I mean, I, I think you're hard-pressed to find a, an attorney that's not an absolute uh, collectivist Marxist sympathizer. But apparently, if no one runs to this guy's defense, this to me is an easy case of, a, of a, an arbitrary rule being used against him to cost this guy his career. I think I, I'm shocked this hasn't been a lawsuit already. Right. And there's a few other players that are also uh, uh, saying this, too. And Beasley said that he's spoken to quite a few and uh, he's trying to speak out for them so that because some of them are afraid to even say a thing about it. I never thought uh, uh, something that had such a, a low 
um, kill rate, the low success rate when it comes to terms of, of viruses and, and their successful ability to kill human beings, when you really just look at the actual data, there right. it, it's preposterous yeah, I mean, that you're forcing people to do this. But then again, look at they, they invoke the science when they want to, and they put it on the sidelines when it comes to men dressing up as girls or the fact that you're forcing people to take a vaccine on a virus that has an extremely low kill rate. Right. I mean, one percent. You know, I mean, this is this is getting ridiculous. Forced to take uh, un, <laughs> unpracticed or, or un, un, uh, unverified rather uh, vaccines that have not been scientifically proven uh, and are being proven in the field instead of uh, ahead of time in the you know in the lab. I mean, this is this is it's, it's experimental. We're being experimented on as a, as a people here. Speaking of experimental failures, Warner, I'd like to segue into Chicago, which I know you are prepared to do, being a hometown boy uh, yourself, when it comes to the chaos and the collapse of a, of a big city, both economically and in a societal barometer of any measure, have you seen a more proficient deceiver than Lori Lightfoot in your career? <laughs> well, not too many, but I'll tell you, a lot of the big city mayors, the, city, the, the former uh, mayor of Baltimore is a, is, a, is a great example of that. She wrote a book and then and then had her city buy all the copies and made herself millions. <laughs> you know, it's great. people like it's, that. Yeah. People, That's the Barack Obama like book writing plan. Yes, I'm well aware of it. Exactly. They're, they're making uh, they're making these kind of decisions in big cities all across America, you know, and, and, and it's just absolutely amazing. That they aren't thrown out on their ear by uh, by these by the voters. I, I just uh, for life we can't can't understand it. In fact, she had the audacity, and I, I I know you didn't write the article, your colleague did, but she had the the audacity to claim shootings went down with year over year murders when in fact she's playing a statistical game of 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 death versus shootings. Is she not just bald faced lying? Well, yeah, of course it's bald face lying, but, you know, statistics and how that goes. Yes. And look at bald face lying in America can get you all the way to the White House. So why is there a deterrent to um, to have it? You know, I, I travel a lot. I, uh, I, I really go back and forth between another state and Illinois. And I'm always um, sometimes I drive and sometimes I fly. And I'm always to a certain extent shocked at just what a national joke Illinois and Chicago is. Uh, do you think that the Illinoisan in general understands how the rest of America views us as the most corrupt, Democrat-run mafia hub in the country? I don't think many of the ones that are still here do, but all the ones that have left, and that's a considerable amount, considering that Illinois has the most outgoing uh, population in the country. Those know. They know. That's why they've left. But uh, the ones that are here, they think everything's going great. If you had to forecast, do you think that the Democrat Party will stumble onto a, um, a policy or an ideology that can correct the failed, bankrupt areas they rule over? Or do you think the uh, history of just writing checks to these failures and, and, and really um, bringing them into profitability at the welfare of other states will continue? Well, look at Chicago. It's, uh, it's been under Democrat rule for nearly 100 years already. And there's no change in sight. In fact, it just keeps getting worse. We went from Ron Emanuel to Lori Lightfoot. I mean, seriously? Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> Good news is you didn't really you know, have to change much of the change. clothing. You just, I mean, I don't even think there was an inseam that had to be taken in. So, you know, there is some upside to this whole thing. <laughs> so. The robes of office didn't have to be taken in. That's exactly right. Warner Todd Houston, Breitbart writer, a friend of the show. I'm glad that you came on. I'm looking forward to you coming on again. And it'll be fun to discuss the Green New Deal and the collapse of society to Marxism. I look forward to your future visits. Thanks, sir. Thank you so much. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls and comments when I get back. The reason I am apoplectic about Democrat policies isn't because... They merely corrupt the self-aggrandizing corrupted. It's because they're exactly the opposite of the Americanism, the capitalism, and the liberty that the country was founded on. It's really quite simple. This can all be corrected. You know, I get a lot of complaints. All you do is complain about that. No, I don't. 
I always end with what the answer is. The answer is Americanism. The answer is principles of liberty and freedom and capitalism, because you can't have one without the other. So the reason I rail against the, 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 the Democrat policies is because they're not steeped in any of that. Every single idea they have and every. Oh, give me Shalady. He's exactly the kind of guy I want to talk to. <laughs> Scott, the cow guy, sexy son of a gun. Shalady, how are you? What's going on, brother? How you been? I'm doing great. I, uh, I was, you know, you, you piqued my interest when you talked about do people in Illinois actually know how bad other people think they are, or at least the, the poor folks that are stuck here. But I, uh, I, I announced today that I um, got a full-time TV gig. A big, uh, a big network based out of Nashville, so I'm moving on Monday. Congratulations, you handsome son of a gun. Does this company know the kind of wardrobe bills they're going to get from you? I mean, your stuff isn't off the rack, baby. That's custom made. No. Yeah, they, they're they're going to pay Omar the tent maker to come with. So, <laughs> well, this is exciting news, and obviously, it's going to be about capitalism and business. And give us a little rundown so I could tune in. Come on now, you're breaking news here well, on the Sean Thompson show. Yeah, it's it's RFD TV. RFD is the largest um, commodities. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot like Fox Business or CNBC, but much more commodities focused for the agricultural community in the country, which is basically underserved. And so they were looking for a guy that you know knew what it was like to work on a farm, traded on the floor of the CME, and uh, understood media. And the guy, you know, he, he said he tried to hire like eight other people, but I was the only guy in the country that would really do it. So, well, you're one of um, my favorites yeah. because you understand the principles of it, and you can convey to the people that it's the policies, it's the positions of politicians that have taken your money, have cost you the extra equity and the and the taxes. And as long as maybe we can keep beating that drum, there's hopefully enough of us left that don't want to go into the Cossack division of the Soviet Union. I'm hoping. But, but yeah, but you know what? Your, your listeners need to know this, right? Because where I've garnered my success is I just listen to my stomach. You know, it's it, what if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Okay. And they're going to try to convince you. And they always do. Please don't believe what your eyes are telling you. And they get caught saying it a lot. You know, it's a mostly peaceful protest when things are, you know, there's a raging inferno behind them. So they're going to try to tell you that there isn't a problem at the border. They're going to try to tell you that it's okay that men can compete with women. They're going to try to tell you a multitude of things that, you know, at, at your core, Go against how you were brought up. And don't you and think... You, you can't just... You can't stay silent. You have to say, this is not right. I'm not going to fall for this. And don't you think a lot of it is a distraction in order to keep the people who are busy with their own lives, their focus on something else? Well, in the meantime, you have robbed the coffers of the American people and passed on that cost to the American people in the idea that the federal government can give a private hedge fund a a $9 trillion check to bastardize everything from housing to commodity prices. I mean, did you ever think in a country steeped in law, this kind of BS could go on? No, I, I, and I, no, I didn't. And, and it scares me. You know, my mother is going to be 80 this weekend, and she keeps saying she's happy about that because she wouldn't want to be my age because she thinks what's coming around the corner is just absolute total anarchy because what's happening is they're trying to convince you that your core values are wrong, okay? Yeah. And they're not. And they're going to try to do that with money and bribery, like you just said, because that's how they get along. And most people are just work-a-day work people. They don't pay attention. A lot of them aren't stupid. They're just too busy to be informed. But when you have our legislatures telling us to your face that this Georgia bill is worse for voters, when it's, not, when it's nowhere near being worse, it's actually better. Right. And it's better than a lot of the other legislators home states laws right and people don't push back what can we do that's well, the problem i'm going to tune into your new show that's what i'm going to do when you tune into my radio show you see what we do and i got another very good friend of mine in the studio I'm this is like a great on. day i'm gonna have, i'm gonna have I'm going to have you on. Oh, I'm excited. But you know how good I look in camera. I, I'll, 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 I'll keep the Speedo covered. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate right, it. Thank you so much. Scott Shalady, ladies and gentlemen. And please tune in to his new show. We'll be back with another one of my favorite Panth Destroyers, David Hochberg, after this commercial. <laughs> yep, it's true. Bunch of sexually frustrated nerds in off-the-rack suits can't do a damn thing, right? So I don't like government. Don't like it. Not only do they build climates that destroy the opportunity for the future, 
But when they try to repair the past of what they've destroyed, it just gets worse. They build ghettos. That's what the American government builds. And if you're going to help the people in those areas, those people who have been victimized by Democrat policies, it's going to be through private charity. That's the answer for America. If you look historically, what has ended... By the way, every nationality has been forced to live in ghettos at one time or another throughout history. Everyone. What happened in America is that we have picked certain favorites where the government continues to keep them down for generations. Those are called Democrat ghettos. What gets the other what got the other people out is what will get the new people, the new inhabitants of the ghettos out. It's private charity. And I'm a big fan of private charity. So one of my dear friends who I will argue with from time to time. I invited him in to talk about his latest. He's an all-around good guy, and he's a terrible, terrible commercial writer. But he's David Hochberg. Sorry, <laughs> Dave. Oh, you I can't mean, read it. Just sell let it. me tell the just story. The story is simple. I have a client borrow a tremendous amount of money. I come to you. I say, Dave, this is my dear friend. He's like a father to me. Uh-huh. And you say, Sean. There's no need for this guy to borrow money. Costing yourself a considerable commission, yes. doing what's best for the client who you didn't know except right. through me, that is the greatest sign of Hochberg integrity that no other mortgage guy or very few have. Let me tell the story. You write down the thing, David Hochberg, 126 grand. It's ridiculous. Well, here's what you got to do. You got you to refer me more of your clients so I got to have more stories, right? You've only sent me one person, so I can only tell one story off My that one clients person. are diverting money like uh, Blackstone. They take money out of the market, True. and they put it in the real estate market. I don't like selling leveraged property, but if I do leverage, I call it David Hartford. I appreciate that. Yeah, thanks. All right, now go ahead and tell the people about this wonderful charity. Okay, involved. so this wonderful charity that I got involved with, there's a radiothon at another radio station that doesn't compete with this radio station, so if they get upset, they could come after me. Tomorrow, starting at 9 a.m. at the score for 24 hours, WSCR AM 760. Uh, now, six, the seven. score, is that where they talk about the guys in costumes? That no, involved? no. that's what, balls? Yeah, it taste balls and, right. uh, yeah. All right. Lots of balls and pucks and all that stuff. All right. uh, Danny Parkins, the host, came to me a couple of uh, about a month and a half ago. Said, hey, "I want to do this charity." Sam Acho, retired Chicago Bear. I don't know if you remember with the no. um, with 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 all the riots going on last year. Um, a lot of the neighborhoods got burnt down, and a lot of <laughs> yeah. a, a lot of looting going on, and all that stuff. Yeah. So, um, in an area of Austin, which is ninety five thousand. Uh, a community of 95,000 people, 75% black, uh, 10%, I think it's like 15% uh, Hispanic, and then it, it, you know whatever the rest is, uh, it's yeah. mixed between whites and other, it doesn't matter. It's just a community that's seven miles long, five miles wide in the center of Chicago. It's the largest densely populated area, and it's been crapped on for the past 50 years. Right. Okay, He came to me, he's like, listen. Uh, during the riots, there was a, a, um, a an organization down there, Helping Hands for the kids. And what they did was they um, they have a charter school and they have an after school community center there that buses uh, kids in, underprivileged kids, for sure. free, sure. Uh, helps them after school, feeds them, helps them with their schoolwork. So if their parents are working late, they, they don't have to worry about their kids being in an unsafe environment. Right. They, they give them programming until they drop the kids off at seven o'clock at home. And then the kids are with their family and everything's good. Okay. So what happened was there was the um, the rec center, uh, a liquor store, and then a church at the corner. So during the rioting, mm-hmm. they left the charter school alone, they left the community center alone, and they left the church alone out of respect for the community because those buildings were doing solid work within the community. And they burnt down and looted the liquor store. So Sam Macho and athletesforjustice.org, if you want to donate, bought the building, demolished it, and donated the land to this organization. Mm-hmm. And the kids in the organization from 12 years old to 17 said, hey, what can we do with that area? Let's start a farmer's market. Okay. So last August through December, until it got super cold where they couldn't do it, these young men and women, all black, started a farmer's market out of a burnt out, demolished liquor store. Talk about America. You were talking about it as I was driving. I was listening to you. It's capitalism. So these young men and women said they they got the kids together in the community center. They said, what are we going to do with What's the best use for this area? And they said, well, we're in a food desert. I live in Northbrook, Illinois, 33,301 persons that live in people live in northbrook i googled uh grocery stores northbrook within five mile radius of where i live there's 14 grocery stores and eight liquor stores 
at 500 North Laramie, where this organization has this, it's called um, Austin Harvest. Mm-hmm. There's three grocery stores and 18 liquor stores. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. No, for that's a, the climate that they build. Yeah, that's the climate that they're in. So, and, and it's not these kids' fault. Okay. No, it's the Democrat politicians. Hundred percent. And for everybody out there, oh, this is ridiculous. Hockberg, shut your mouth. And all I said, listen. Okay, because on my show on GN, I got this. I, you know, this, I used to have the show here. I moved it to GN. You know, they, um, they, uh, I, I got a couple of texts. Oh, you, you, you liberal! I dare you to read this. I travel forty miles back and forth. You know, you know this, that, and the other thing. These kids should do what they want. Here's the only challenge with that. Okay, and I agree with what the guy's saying. Nobody stops me from getting up in the morning, working eighty hours a week, and and and, and making what I got. Everything yeah. I got through hard work and busting my ass. Right. Okay, just like you and just like a lot of our other listeners. Correct. Here's the difference: these kids don't have any structure. Okay, these kids don't have. You can walk out of your house, and you got less of a chance of getting shot where you're from. Okay, in Elmwood Park or where I'm from in Northbrook than these kids do down in Austin. It's just a fact. Yeah. Okay. And I and I and I drove down there last week, and I spent a, a couple hours touring the facility, touring the location, and and there was this young man, 17 years old, who's basically the general manager of this facility, right? 17 years old. Yeah. And I said, I said, let me ask you one question. I said, what did you learn in the past last year when well, you know when 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 the store was open, they're getting ready to open again, and we're raising money so they could have an actual physical plant that they could employ these young men and women and also provide fresh fruits and vegetables and flowers to the community Correct. that there's nothing there. Okay. He's like, I learned how to manage my time. I learned how to budget. I learned how to get up in the morning and the importance of work. I learned customer service. I learned problem solving. He said, well, give me an example of problem solving. He's like, well, you know what? We, you know, uh, uh, we, we have the community coming in. We're always asking which, what do you like and what do you want to try? So a couple of the residents said, we'd like to try some mangoes. So they're like, great idea. Let's order six mangoes. So they placed an order with, with the store to get six mangoes. Well, when you place an order for six mangoes, you get six carts of mangoes. Not just six. You get six pallets of mangoes. So <laughs> of all course. of a sudden, okay, yeah. okay. you got yourself a, a quantity <laughs> issue there, okay? You better get a blender, buddy, to yeah. make, make, make mango <laughs> right. shake. So... I go. So what did you learn? I go. Okay, you got six. I go. You got six. I go. You got. You got sixty. I. You know. Yeah. Whatever it is a hundred mangoes instead of six. He's like, well, what we learned was, when everybody was coming in the door, hey, we're having a special on mangoes. Hey, why don't you try a mango to see if you like it? Hey, you know what? Here's buy one get one free. Problem solving. Yeah. Right. Listen, yeah. you're a business. I've Absolutely. been a business all my. You know, all my life. Right. Yeah. You wish it was a smooth paved you know road. What, you know what an old timer told me when I first started trading? I had a bad trade on. He's like, "Well, what do you want to happen?" I said, "Well, you know, I bought it at five. I gotta take the heat, spread out of it, hope yeah. to get even." You know what he said to me? If you're hoping to get even, you're a loser. Yeah, I'll never forget that. <laughs> Yeah, and that's you know that comes from dealing with people who are in business. Sure, they give you this advice, and these kids, to your point, do not have the opportunity to have that because the business that thrives in their neighborhood is called gangs and street violence. And, and to build on that, I asked this young man, Josh. Right, I said, Josh, seventeen years old, what would you be doing if this wasn't here? He said, I'd be in the streets hustling with my friends. I said, one other question. I said, what do your friends say that you're here working? an honest job, and they're out in the streets hustling. He's like, well, you know, they bust my, you know, bust yeah. me a little bit because I'm getting, I'm getting the Austin Harvard check, Harvest check, and, I'm, and, and they're getting the street cash, and I'm getting sure. the Austin Harvard. But I said, well, how does that make you feel? I'm like, does that make you intimidate? He's like, I don't care. I rub shoulders with Sam Ocho, retired Chicago Bears. I rub shoulders with, uh, I take pictures with Jason Hayward. See, and that's self-dignity, as long yes. as he can hang on to that. First That's, of all, it only comes from honesty. Honest thank money. you. And if he can hang on to that, he can now be an example for the other kids. And that only can come from private entities, not handouts. I'll give you another story. Stephen A. Leahy. Fight back now! Okay, the IRS guy. Sure, the guy that dresses like Dick Tracy. In all the time. I, it's Sunday afternoon, it's 80 degrees, Steve's buttoned down. Classic. I'm driving down to the show that I got on, on, on GN, okay? And, and Steve and I live close Stop to each other. dropping all the names ah, of all the competitors. Homes in Home Chicago, 10 to 1. All right. It's a great show. So um, he's driving down. He's like, you know, I used to live in Austin. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? He's like, I grew up in Austin. His dad was a red stripe, 
Okay? He, yeah. Uh, <laughs> a steel guy. Yeah. I said, you lived in Austin. I'm like, when did you live in Austin? He's like, in the 70s. I'm like, well, when did you move out of Austin? He's like, the day that the ice cream guy got shot in front of my house. Got to have a line. True, true story. Yeah. He's sitting next to me in my car doing 80 miles an hour on the on the way downtown. He's, he's, well, I, I, was doing, I was trying to keep up with traffic. Right. Uh, it was early Saturday morning on the way for 10 to 1. on. on but uh, he, he tells me the day that the ice cream guy got shot in front of his house, his dad came home. Okay, iron worker said, we're, we're out of here. So, so do the math. For the last 50 years... That neighborhood has been dumped on by failed democratic policies. Bingo. And look what we have today. So you know what? I'm putting up five G's. Amy Kite's putting up five grand. I've got Republic Bank putting up five grand. Tom Bogelski, a Republic Bank friend of mine. And I went to my friends at Permaseal. I said, listen, we're doing this. We're going to have a $5,000 an hour match. Uh-huh. Okay, we're looking for other corporate sponsors to step up. I'm going to be on tomorrow from 1030 to 1130, from 3 to 4, from 6 to 7. If you want to throw some money at it, I will make sure. You, you get your value. I know you got to hit a break. The guy's yeah. saying, take the break, take the break. Your producer's yeah. like, cut. shut Hockberg up. we got to take a break. So let's take a break, come back, and we'll finish up the show. All right, good. And maybe, you know, you're throwing 5000 around. I love that about you. You're a very generous man. Maybe you could have wore a collar. I mean, look at you. I can't afford this a collar. I'm giving it all to I'm g- It's a clean we'll shirt. Back, back after off. this. There it is. There it is. There's some good music. It's the last time you could fit in a size 32. <laughs> this song was playing on the radio. All right, now listen. I skipped right over the 32s, buddy. <laughs> we only got a minute left. So come on, hit yeah. it hard, and I'm going to give a little something, and I'm going to hook you up with a contact right, of mine. Right. Go ahead. Athletesforjustice.org. If you're tired of the Democratic failed policies that are keeping people underneath a rock and you want to do something like I'm doing something and put your money where your mouth is so we can fix this city one block at a time and give these kids an opportunity to learn what it is for an honest day's pay, for an honest day's work, or whatever that saying is, go to athletesforjustice.org. I was down there. This is a legit organization. They're doing right for the kids in the neighborhood, and these kids have got a shot of making it out without getting a bullet in their head and having an honest job for the rest of their life because of learning responsibility and what the value is of working. Athletesforjustice.org. I'll be on the score tomorrow. 1030 to 1130, 3 to 4 and 6 to 7, raising money for this fine organization so we could build a grocery store in Austin. I love it. Now, I'm going to help, too. Thank you. I don't have, you know, five grand to throw around, but you I do got have a ten. shirt with a You're collar. You're a shooter. You got a collar. And you got I, ten, have, big uh, I have a contact of mine in the food business, so we're going to see if we can help these kids Thank out you. because that's the real solution is us. Yes. It certainly isn't the alderman who's driving around waiting for a donation from the top drug dealer in the area. See, I'm I didn't think I was going to let you finish. Yeah, of course. Not. <laughs> I'm staring right, clear I'll be back in 22 hours. <laughs>